Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, a man standing outside a North Carolina gay bar was shot, leaving him paralyzed. A new study shows that anti-LGBTQ discrimination in Jamaica ends up being expensive. And on the fifth anniversary of his public coming out, Apple CEO Tim Cook has no regrets. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report. A man in Scotland named Craig Stodden is facing serious punishment after he punched a nine-year-old boy in the chest last December. Stodden then cursed the child out and told him to go stand outside in the rain, all for being, quote, a gay boy. I'll warn the listeners at this point that in sharing this story, I'll be reading the strong language allegedly used by Mr. Stodden. I think to understand how hurtful the episode was for this young boy— you need to hear the language in context. So forgive me. According to the Irvine Times, prosecutor Vicki McMullen told the court, Stodden shouted at the boy, get the fuck out of here, causing the boy to cry. The accused bent down to him and shouted in the boy's face, why the fuck are you crying? And then he punched him in the chest. The blow caused the boy to fall backwards onto the floor at which point his mother entered the room and told Stodden to leave the child alone. Stodden then allegedly called the boy a pussy, a gay boy, and a homosexual, and told the nine-year-old, get the fuck out, I don't want you in this house anymore, sending the child outside of his own home to stand in heavy rain, without shoes or a jacket. Some passers-by in a car saw the boy and invited him to take shelter in their car. Soon after, Stodden went outside and, not seeing the child, asked the car's driver if they had seen the boy. Apparently, Stodden didn't see the child in the car's back seat. After the driver asked the boy if he knew Stodden, the boy, in a moment of clarity, said no. The driver then took the boy to the local police station. When the child's mother later called the police to report her son is missing— Police informed her that he was at the station. Stodden was later arrested when authorities at the hospital saw that his punch to the child's chest had resulted in serious bruising. Sheriff Elizabeth McFarlane, who serves as the sentencing judge overseeing the case, told Stodden in court, I was just thinking there must have been a very good reason for you to behave like this. But I can't think of any reason why you would say that to this boy. The impact on that young boy will probably be lifelong. I'm glad I'm not sentencing you today. I'm glad I will have three weeks to reflect. I followed up with the local police department, and it turns out on October 22nd, Stodden was placed on a community payback order with one-year supervision and 225 hours of unpaid work. And I still don't think that's enough. 
Pedro Ventura was standing outside Scandals Nightclub, an LGBTQ nightclub in North Carolina, on October 5th at 2 a.m. when someone drove by, slowed down, and fired several bullets at the club. Ventura was left paralyzed, and people from all over the world had pulled together to raise money for his care. He's from Los Angeles, and he was in Asheville to attend a wedding. Ventura was the only person hit, even though there were around 300 people in the street that night. His partner, Ezra Glenn, set up a GoFundMe campaign to help defray the massive medical, rehabilitation, and caretaking bills. In a message on the crowdfunding page, Glenn wrote, The bullet entered his body at the back of his neck and ended up in his C4 vertebrae shattering parts of his spine and severing his spinal cord, initially leaving him paralyzed from the neck down and unable to breathe on his own. It's a miracle that he's alive and the progress he's already made towards recovery, including regaining partial control of his breathing and movement in his shoulders, has defied doctors' expectations. Glenn said that they need the money to help cover the costs of hospital stays, rehabilitation facilities, and... 24-7 care for Pedro as he transitions into a life that is different, but still his own. They also need help with housing, transportation, and food costs for their family as they support him during this time. Originally, they set a goal of $600,000, but at this writing has raised more than $500,000 from nearly 5,000 donors from around the world. God bless the internet. I'll have a link in the show notes if you're interested in helping in any way possible. A new report from the Caribbean Policy Research Institute shows long-standing anti-LGBTQ laws in Jamaica and discrimination against LGBTQ people cost the island nation around $11 billion a year. Jamaica is known worldwide for its anti-LGBTQ policies and behavior, so much so that Time magazine labeled it, quote, the most homophobic place on earth in 2006. The country still has anti-sodomy laws on the books, which make same-sex activity punishable by imprisonment. There are no legal protections for LGBTQ people, and it's well documented that living life openly gay in Jamaica is extremely dangerous. All of this limits some tourism of the gay dollar to the island, whose economy is tourism-dependent. On top of that, the virulent hostility towards LGBTQ people adds great financial burden to Jamaica's mental health services. The new report finds LGBTQ discrimination alone adds $175 million to the island's mental health treatment costs. Plus, Due to the prevalent social stigma attached to being queer on the island, there's very little access to or education about HIV, which raises risks and increases healthcare costs as well. In other words, folks, discrimination costs. Big time. So let's put an end to it. A lesbian who describes herself as incorruptible has been elected as mayor of Bogota in Colombia. Claudia Lopez, a member of Colombia's Green Alliance Party, captured over 1.1 million votes, or about 35% of the vote, defeating runner-up Carlos Gallen by 2.7 percentage points. Lopez won the race for mayor of Bogota on a platform promising to combat corruption and advance equal rights for minority communities. 
Her victory makes her Bogota's first female and gay mayor. Writing on Twitter after her victory, Lopez said, Today was the day of girls, young people, women, families like yours and mine. She also thanked her competitors in the race, saying the city will rely on them as extraordinary citizens and leaders. She added, As we said during the campaign, we will unite Bogota. We will make a government for everyone, not just for those who trusted us. The 49-year-old is a former senator in Colombia. The position of mayor in Bogota is considered the second most important political position in the country after the president. In August 2018, she attempted to pass a citizen-driven anti-corruption bill. While the bill didn't pass, her anti-corruption work is thought to have helped her win over many voters. LGBTQ rights in Colombia have progressed significantly in recent decades. In 2011, a law was passed that bans discrimination based on sexual orientation. And in 2016, same-sex marriage was legalized. However, in spite of all that progress, LGBTQ people in Colombia continue to face violence. In 2017, 109 LGBTQ people were reported as murdered in the country. And 108 were killed in the year before. In a new interview with the UK's Sunday Times magazine, Jurassic Park star Jeff Goldblum opened up about his late older brother Lee, who was gay. Apparently, Goldblum's father, a medical doctor and World War II veteran, wasn't very accepting when Lee came out to him. He ended up keeping Lee's sexual orientation a secret from the rest of the family and forced Lee to undergo conversion therapy. Goldblum told the magazine, quote, He didn't tell the rest of us about Lee's sexuality. He sent him to a therapist in order to fix him. It was all secret. That's not so nourishing. My dad was, without knowing why, conspicuously cruel to him at times. Goldblum added that Lee suffered from a variety of ailments during his lifetime, including being overweight, abusing pharmaceuticals, and struggling with self-medication. After a few failed attempts to support himself as an adult, Lee was forced to move back in with the same parents who treated him so callously for the last couple of decades of his life. He passed away in the year 2000. As I've mentioned several times here on The Randy Report, currently 18 states and the District of Columbia have passed legislation banning the practice of so-called conversion therapy on minors. In 2018, a report from the Williams Institute at UCLA estimated that more than 57 queer teens in America will be subjected to conversion therapy from clergy, religious counselors, or other unlicensed persons before they turn 18. Multiple organizations like the American Medical Association, the American Academy of Pediatrics, and the American Psychological Association have all denounced conversion therapy for potentially fatal consequences for survivors, including increased risk of depression, PTSD, and, and suicide attempts. On the fifth anniversary of his public coming out, Apple CEO Tim Cook has no regrets. The 58-year-old executive reflected on his journey to living authentically last week as he accepted GLSEN's Champion Award in recognition of his ongoing commitment to fighting for LGBTQ rights and creating safe spaces for members of the LGBTQ community. 
Cook shared messages he'd received from people from all around the world who thanked him after he opened up about his sexuality for the first time publicly in a 2014 essay published by Bloomberg Businessweek. He told the crowd, quote, It was my hope that pulling back that curtain on my own private life would help someone, anyone out there. I truly did not expect the response I received in the days, weeks, and years that followed. One note Cook shared came from a 62-year-old closeted gay man who had been married to a woman for 28 years and, quote, repressed, suppressed, and denied his true self. The note read, I fought acknowledging who I was because it was not the way things should be. It makes me happy to know that there are others who are struggling who will give up the struggle and not travel the road that I chose. Cook dedicated his award to the man who'd written the letter, adding, I trust that the world is a better, more honest, and more beautiful place when we have every opportunity to be ourselves. Cook recently spoke at length about his coming out in an interview with People en Español. Cook told journalist Armando Correa that he's proud to have made history as the first leader of a Fortune 500 company to publicly identify as gay. He also shared that there were many meanings behind his decision to speak out. He told Korea, It gives me a level of empathy that I think is probably much higher than average because being gay or transgender, you're a minority. Being gay is not a limitation, it's a feature. By going public, Cook said he was hopeful he could set an example for parents who might be struggling to come to terms with an LGBTQ child's sexuality or gender identity. He said, Some parents, I know because they've reached out to me, some parents struggle. My message to them is that it doesn't have to be like that. Amen, Tim. Amen. Award-winning actor, writer, and director Sebastian Lacaze, you may remember from web series Hustling, He's With Me, and Life's a Drag, has a new provocative film project in the works titled Holy Water. In the intro video for the upcoming short film, Lacaze explains the story follows, quote, a gay priest at a crossroads of identity and self-acceptance as he struggles to come to terms with an HIV diagnosis. Explaining that film and other entertainment can have positive social impact, Lacaze hopes to spark positive momentum towards fighting HIV-related stigma and homophobia that many within the community feel in their homes, schools, and society at large. The struggle for his protagonist in Holy Water is not only with his sexuality, but also, quote, the dark consequences of not knowing your value. The priest in his film is described as someone who has spent a lifetime denying large parts of himself in order to feel worthy. He's someone who has spent a lifetime not loving himself and not knowing his value. And speaking of value, Lacaze shares part of the journey of the project that led to an epiphany of his own. After sharing the concept of the film at a pitch fest in Los Angeles, Lacaze was about to move from one studio executive to the next when the executive he'd just spoken to asked, Why are you the one to tell this story? Lacaze took a long pause before telling the exec, Because I'm HIV positive. In his pitch video to raise funds for the project, it's clear that information is something Lacaze has felt very private about for some time. Speaking the words out loud, the effect on him is obvious. 
I don't know what it was about him and me and that moment in time, but I felt calm and I looked at him and I said, because I'm HIV positive. And I suddenly felt free. I'm done with shame. I'm done with fear. I'm done with hiding. I could care less about negative expectations or backlash or ruining my career because I now know that what's the point of a career if you don't feel worthy of it? My work from this point on is about inspiring my community, inspiring the LGBTQ community to love themselves. I had been running away from myself my whole life. And it feels so good to not be running anymore. It feels good to be in my skin. It feels good to be speaking my truth. And I can only hope that I could inspire someone else to speak their truth. The honest, visceral, authentic moment definitely evokes an interest in how the cause will bring holy water to fruition. You can watch the video, where else, on therandyreport.com. And if you haven't discovered LaCause's terrific web series, Hustling, it's definitely worth watching. Thoughtful, sexy, pensive, provocative. Did I mention sexy? Over the course of three seasons, the series snatched up tons of nominations and awards for Best Writing, Best Drama Series, Lead Actor, Lead Actress, Best Supporting Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best Soundtrack at the Indie Series Awards, the Webby Awards, LA Webfest, and more. For an idea of where LaCause may head with holy water, check out the teaser for the third season of Hustling at The Randy Report as well. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would share it with friends. And remember, you can find me every single day at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time.